Cool podcast intro music. This must be like a, a real podcast, huh? Yeah, this is the real deal. Well, thank you for tuning in to my very first episode of my very real podcast, The Better Dad Podcast. Do you ever just feel like a shitty dad? I know I do. Oh, can, can I say, can I say shitty on this podcast? Oh, I can. I can say whatever I want. So anybody can just have a podcast and just say whatever they want. Wow, that, that seems like a bad idea, but I, I guess that's the case. Well, thanks for listening to this one. And here's the deal. Every single dad out there in the world at some point has felt inadequate, has some, at some point felt like we weren't doing right by our kids or our family, or has felt like a bad dad. And that's okay. We all feel like that. And that feeling sucks, right? It's just the worst. The truth is, is we all can do a little bit better. So for me to grow as a dad and just to grow, for people to grow in general, I think the best way to do that is through education and through learning, specifically learning from people who have walked through it before us or learning from experts. So I decided in order to grow as a dad in the year 2021, I wanted to launch this limited series podcast where I have conversations with experts in areas that I wanna grow or with dads who I just think are killing it and are doing cool stuff. And who knows, maybe we'll have a little bit of fun along the way, I don't know, we'll see. So thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of the Better Dad Podcast. My first guest is Dr. Lindsay Siegel Slot. Here's my conversation with Dr. Lindsay. I, I really want to start by um, by by thanking you, Lindsay, for, for people listening. I uh, at the beginning of of quarantine, um, you know, my wife and I were were really struggling, kind of like a lot of parents out there. Quarantine and shutdown and work from home and school from home really amplified a lot of the issues that we were having at home. And you know, my wife and I made the decision to seek out a parenting coach, and so my wife took on that responsibility. <laughs> and I have no idea how she found you or where she found you because we're on the the West Coast and you're on the East Coast. Um, but she did; she found you, and we did co- coaching just like this over Zoom, um, and it was really a good experience for us at a difficult time. So um, I wanted to thank you for that. And also by way of introducing you, um, that's who you are, that's what you do. But uh, I, I really wanna hear from you. If you could just kind of start by telling us more of who, who you are and what it is that you're all about. Okay, well, you're welcome. It was um, a great pleasure to help you and your wife with your family. Um, so I'm Dr. Lindsay Siegel Slot, and I help parents um, basically help their kids behave better just by making some uh, small adjustments to their parenting based on their kids' personality types. And um, my business is Five Element Parenting because each of the five elements have personality types. And um, my background is in Chinese medicine. So the five elements are the foundation of Chinese medicine. Okay. So what is Chinese medicine for someone who doesn't know what that means? Oh, okay. So Chinese medicine is, um, well, most people now have heard of acupuncture. It's very uh, popular in, in the U.S. now. So uh, Chinese medicine is mostly acupuncture, um, diet changes, Chinese herbal medicine, um, exercise, qigong, tai chi, um, 
And like feng shui, you know, the art of placement, like placing certain items in your home, like that's not Chinese medicine, but it's part of the same system with the five elements. So you, the name of your business is Five Element Parenting, and that's your approach. So the natural question is, what is, what are the five elements? What is Five Element Parenting all about? Okay. Well, the five elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And um, just like they are in nature, they show up in Chinese medicine and in the five element personality types. Now, the five elements um, have been around for thousands of years, just like Chinese medicine. They're the basis for Chinese medicine. But the, the use of the, the five elements, like I said, wood, fire, earth, metal, and water, the use of that for personality types has been around for a few decades. And then the use of the personality types for children's personality types has been around for about 10 years. And so what I did was I took that concept of the five element personality types for children and I combined it with that of the parents, the five element personality types for for the parents. And I developed a system where um, you adjust your parenting type based on the five element type of your kids. And so when you make these um, simple adjustments to the way that you parent, you can see dramatic improvements in your kids. And the thing is that we tend to think that parenting is supposed to be instinctive. And so we wanna just kind of go with it. We wanna do what is instinctive to us, but a lot of times our instincts uh, lead us in the very, very wrong direction. <laughs> um, so that's why when you know your type and you know your kids' types, you can adjust your parenting approach. And in that way, you help your kids a lot more. So this is something that you sort of ad adapted into your own your own practice. You took these ideas that you said have been around for really thousands of years. And then mm -hmm. when it comes to personality traits more in the last decade or so, and you adapted it into being a better parent. Is that correct? That's right. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Walk me, walk me through the five elements. Um, so tell me what they are again and kind of, kind of break it down for me. Explain to me how, how they, I guess, manifest themselves in these personality types, personality traits. Am I saying that? Is that a correct way to say it? Like personality traits, personality types? I, know I would that's... say they're types, the five element types. Yeah, okay. five element personality types. So I'm going to start. So there's five types, and I'm going to start with the most confident and outgoing or extroverted, and that is the wood type. Okay. So the wood type is like the uber confident. Um, this type of uh, kid or adult, they have their mind set on something and they don't want anyone to get in their way. Um, they have a vision. They're natural born leaders. Um, they're definitely people of action, um, which sometimes for little kids gets them into trouble. You know, somebody's in their way, they're going to just push them out of the way. Um, sometimes these kids can be violent, they can be the bullies. Um, but what they really want to do is just get something done. Um, they're not necessarily men meaning to be cruel or vicious. They're just trying to get something done and somebody's in their way. Okay. So, um, they tend to be very athletic. They tend to be very aggressive. So, um, so that's the wood type. They excel at aggressive activities, you know, such as maybe basketball or lacrosse, something where you take the ball from someone. Okay. So then, um, uh, the issue Again, a big issue with wood types, they don't respect authority figures because they feel like they know better. And so they want to do it their way. And so again, the little kids that are wood types, they get into a lot of trouble because they don't want to do what the teacher says. They don't want to do what their parents say. 
Okay, then the fire type is next. The fire type is also very confident, can sometimes be aggressive. Um, they tend to not be as confident, as aggressive as the wood type. They tend to be a bit more charming and they want to be loved. So whereas the wood type wants to get things done, the fire type really loves being in the spotlight. The fire type um, just loves the attention and they want everyone to love them. So they tend to be a little more charming perhaps than the, the wood type. And so the fire type, um, you know, sometimes they can be class clowns. Sometimes a lot of times they're very good at art. They're good artists. So they're good at um, either visual arts, music, um, dancing, um, anything where they can be creative. And so, you know, they have a problem with authority as well, just like the wood type. Um, but they also, they really, um, they really want to be in activities where they can be expressive and they can be emotional. They tend to be very emotional. Um, if a wood type is a girl, they tend to be called a drama queen um, or a three-nager. You know, if it's a three-year-old, it's very aggressive. Uh, so that tends to be the fire type. So the fire type, again, very creative, tend to be um, leaning toward the arts, okay? Then in the middle of um, this five element system, you have earth. The earth types could be introverted or extroverted. So whereas the wood and fire types are very outgoing and they make friends all the time, Earth types could be either or. Sometimes they can be introverted, sometimes they can be extroverted. Sometimes they're just generally a mix, so ambiverts. The earth types really are known for being uh, caregivers, peacemakers. They wanna see everybody happy. They really wanna please everybody. They tend to be people pleasers, whether they're kids or adults, they wanna be people pleasers. So um, a lot of these kids get along with everybody, uh, but their problem is sometimes they worry too much and sometimes they uh, they worry too much about other people think. They worry too much about, um, you know, other people in general, and then they neglect their own needs. So they may not, you know, they may not remember to do their homework because they're too busy talking to somebody who has a problem. You know, so the earth types, again, caregivers, a lot of them turn out to be counselors and teachers when they grow up. Okay, so then um, the last two types are the more introverted types. So you have the metal type is next. The metal type kids and adults, um, these are kids that tend to, um, they keep to themselves a little more. They're not as confident when they're reaching out to other people. Um, once they get warmed up, you know, they can obviously make friends just like anyone else, just like any other introvert. Um, but they tend to keep to themselves. They're quieter. They do respect authority. In fact, um, they respect authority so much because they really value rules. Um, and for this reason, uh, a lot of parents don't have uh, <laughs> any um, any complaints about their metal kids because you know they follow rules, they like structure. Um, you tell them to do something, and maybe a simple explanation why, and they'll do it that way. You know, as long as they agree somewhat, they will do it. They value structure and rules and authority figures. So teachers and parents don't generally have a problem with them. They sometimes have a problem socially because. Uh, sometimes metal type kids are a lot more mature and they don't want to be silly. They don't want to engage in silly activities that most kids do. So they sometimes have social issues. But uh, I always tell parents, you know, when they're older, like high school or especially college, they meet other kids. They meet other metal kids that will share their interests and they will have no problem at all making friends. So these are the kids that really love um, puzzles, Legos. 
um, anything where they put something together, they have some quiet time and they can do a project. Um, they're very good at problem solving. So uh, when they're older, they can become, you know, pilots, surgeons, um, accountants, anything where there's a lot of rules and there's a protocol, they're excellent at that. Now, the last type is the water type. Now, the water type is the most introverted. Um, they do get along really well with, with metal types too, because metal types are introverted, but the water types are even more introverted. Um, whereas metal types like to uh, put things together and do these completed projects, water types are actually content with just contemplating their navel all day. <laughs> okay, so the water type is very quiet, um, often daydreaming, often in their own world. Um, they are um, willing and happy to please authority. So the parents and teachers do tend to also like the water type kids too, because they do want to do what they're told. Um, they do respect authority. Sometimes they respect authority a little bit too much. So you have to talk to them about that, um, you know, so, so that they learn how to question things too. Um, but the water types, you know, they get underestimated a lot because people see them as being so quiet. They think that they don't know anything or they can't do anything because and they get they get trampled on, you know, sometimes physically and figuratively they get trampled on because they are so easygoing. And just like, you know, the actual water that we drink, um, water type people are very adaptable. So if you pour water into any container, it will take the shape of that container. And that's how the water type personalities are. Um, they tend to be extremely easygoing and sometimes uh, that is to their detriment. Nice. Well, thank you. That's that's the five elements. <laughs> yes. um, well, that's awesome because it's so it's so relatable. I think it's I think it's also relatable for kids because it's elemental and they just get it. You know, they understand the um, they understand these basic elemental properties already. Um, so it was helpful for us when we we took the quiz. Um, we discovered what what we are, my wife and I, and figured out what our kids are. It it, it clicked for them really quickly. Um, because it's elemental, um, and because it's easy to explain in that way, how, how is this? How is this different though from like a, like a disc or like a Myers Briggs? Would you say? Oh, um, really? In the simplicity of it, you know, there's only five types. Uh, now, some people are a blend of two types, but pretty much there's only five types, and it's really easy to explain. Um, even just in, in everyday life, like for instance, um, really common issue is like I say, wood kids, they, you know, they don't wanna respect authority. And sometimes they can just go, go off the wall because they have so much pent up energy built up. But if you put them in contact sports, you give them all these, this structure and all the rules of um, you know, a contact sport, then it really kind of, um, it really helps to shape them. Just like in real life, if you have a piece of wood and you take a knife and you start carving into that wood, you could carve it into whatever shape you want and you could carve it into something very useful. And so with wood kids, they need uh, some, some metal, a little bit of metal in their life to help carve them out so that people can see, oh, this is not just some crazy kid bouncing off the walls. This is a kid with real potential. We just have to give them the structure they need. Nice. 
Well, so we found in the process of this, so I have three kids. Um, one's a wood, one's a fire, one's an earth. Um, so I think it's safe to say we have a, an active household. <laughs> there's <laughs> yes, always something, yes. there's a lot going on in our house. Um, I feel like people who come over who are more on the introverted scale are sometimes overwhelmed by our, our very extroverted home. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I think I'm more of a blend of like, um, wood and fire. You called it like campfire. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I tend to have these like specific reactions to my kids, specifically my two daughters who are wood and fire. Um, and I remember early on in, in coaching, you, you kind of said something to the effect of like, you said to me, like your approach doesn't work. Your instincts don't work. And you kind of said that at the beginning of this too. Um, mm-hmm. Like the natural way that you want to discipline them or interact with them or help them uh, is not going to work. And that's I, right. I, that, that really stuck out to me because the reason I like that is because that's, that's the difference in my mind between coaching and like therapy. <laughs> Nothing wrong okay. with therapy. My wife's a therapist. Um, but, you know, a coach will just tell you that or a therapist maybe might make you like figure that out on your own. So I kind of like coaching better. <laughs> um, okay, okay. But uh, <laughs> I want someone to give it to me straight. So, yeah, so yeah. tell me more about that. Like, why, why did you say that to me? And like, why is, why is that? That like my natural instinct as a, as a wood and a fire type isn't going to work with my wood and fire type daughters. Okay. Well, you know, your daughters are wood and fire and you are a wood fire blend. And the problem is um, the wood and fire types are really the most emotional out of the five types. They're the most reactive. So even in real life, if you look at wood, it's very easy to form a spark and form a fire. And then fire, well, <laughs> it's already on fire. Okay, so, you know, we know that even just the word fiery uh, means emotional. Okay, so if your kids are acting out and they're being overly emotional, which is very typical for wood and fire type kids, you can't respond in a wood fire way and be emotional because you're just adding fire to the fire. Okay, so what you need to do as a parent in that situation is act more like you're a metal type. So here's an example. I remember I told you this before um, in the coaching is pretend that you're a pilot, okay? So as I mentioned before, when I described the five types, the metal types often will grow up to become pilots because think about it. You want your pilot to follow a protocol. You want your pilot to stay calm no matter what. Okay, so even if the pilot loses two engines and, you know, the the plane is, you know, not using any engines, it's a horrible situation. Do you want your pilot to explode with anger or start screaming at the co-pilot and all passengers? No, no. You want the pilot to stay calm and assess the situation and figure out a protocol of what to do and just follow that protocol and just stay calm. Okay, so in the situation with wood and fire kids where they're having a meltdown, you don't wanna respond in a wood fire way. You wanna respond more in a metal way where you stay calm and you just assess the situation and say, okay, what do I need to do here to keep everybody safe and to just minimize this whole situation? Nice. When you say metal way, I think like metal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, no. Heavy metal rock bands, like musicians are usually fire type, just so you know. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so don't be like that. Don't yeah. be like that with my with my wooden fire kids. Is no. there any other like, so 
I imagine that's sort of the next level or phase of this, of like really understanding the appropriate response to the different types and how to, if you learn these different types, you can take on the properties uh, of different types that aren't your natural response and natural reaction. Is, is that right? Is that sort of the next phase of this? Yeah, yeah. That That's really the next phase is um, you find out your type, you find out uh, your partner's type and your kid's types. And then really you want to look at, um, number one, you want to look at any possible meltdowns that have happened lately. And yeah, you want to reevaluate how you responded and did it work? If it didn't work, then you want to look at, you know, okay, next time I'll respond in a more metal way, or next time I'll respond in a more water way. Okay. Um, and then the other thing to look at is let's say your kids aren't having meltdowns necessarily, but you just know something's up. Like they're not really living up to their potential. Look at the activities they're doing and see if it makes sense. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, like the wood type kids are very aggressive and they really do well in aggressive contact sports because they're being rewarded for being aggressive, which is their natural way. So for instance, if you are a wood type parent and your child is a water type and you have your water type kid in soccer or basketball where they're expected to be aggressive and you're wondering why they're always on the bench or they're just kind of daydreaming, okay, your child is in the wrong activity, okay? Um, so I actually have an online program and it walks you through this. So it gives you um, scripts of how to behave yourself while your kids are having a meltdown, depending on what their element type is. And it teaches you what element to be and exactly how with a script. And then the other aspect is my program has uh, one page cheat sheets for each type of parent and each type of child. So for instance, if you have a wood child, um, part of the one page cheat sheet for that wood child is what activities they should be in, what sporting activities, and then what type of creative activities should they be in? What kind of play dates should they have? Because we all know that sometimes play dates don't end well. Right. <laughs> okay. If your kids <laughs> yeah. are playing with the wrong type of child, it could just be they're with the wrong element, you know, mm. so doesn't mean they can't speak to each other, you know, at school or whatever, but you might not want to have a play date depending on what element that other kid is. Okay. So these one page cheat sheets will walk you through all of this. Nice. Yeah. I really, I, I like the, the, the cheat sheets and the scripting. Cause again, it's just like, if you're in a place like where I've been and it's just like, I don't know what to do. Well, you can just read this script. You can just literally just say this to your kid. Mm -hmm. um, and cause my natural instinct is to not say that my natural instinct might be to yell, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> yeah. that's clearly not, doesn't work. Um, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. And so you can just say, why don't you just say this? Um, and it gets you through to the point where it can start to become natural, which is really great. Um, I imagine this this has helped you in your own parenting journey, correct? Is oh, that, yes. I'm assuming is that's kind of part of how this may come about? Yeah, yeah. That's how I got started because um, when my son was like between three and four years old, he was in preschool and he um, 
he seemed to be like missing some milestones, you know, so the preschool teacher was approaching me with, you know, oh, he's not really talking as much. He's not really engaging with the other kids. He's, um, and then when he runs, his arms are still straight. They're sort of flailing. He wasn't pumping his arms. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I was at the playground with him, I noticed he didn't want to swing himself. He still expected me to swing him, to push him on the swing and everything. And, um, so I took him to various different therapists, you know, pediatric therapists to evaluate him, you know, occupational, physical therapy, et cetera. Um, and they kept telling me he was normal. And they were like, well, he's normal. You know, it's just your job. You're supposed to make him swing himself. You're supposed to make him dress himself. Um, you know, you're babying him too much. You know, you need to do it this way. You need to get him play dates. Um, but the problem is none of that advice really worked because, um, you know, whenever I would try to get tough and yell at him to dress himself, that didn't work. He was just crying, you know, yeah. and when you need to go to school, you got to just get the kid dressed. I mean, you, you can't really um, you can't always make your child do something like that. Uh, and then with the play dates, unfortunately, when your kid is, you know, is delayed in like speech and social behavior, nobody wants play dates with that kind of kid. So, you know, the moms start to um, avoid me <laughs> because, you know, I can laugh about it now, but you know, the moms were obviously avoiding me because I was trying to get him play dates with everybody and none of the, none of their kids wanted play dates with him. Hmm. So it was very frustrating and lonely. And, um, you know, I definitely felt um, like I just didn't know what to do. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe they're not diagnosing him right. Maybe he is on the ADHD autism spectrum. So I started reading about that um, and, I ended up turning to Chinese medicine because, you know, that's my background. And so I was like, well, maybe if I can just do the right acupuncture points or herbal medicine, you know, I can get his brain to develop faster or something like that. Um, I did a little bit of that, but what ended up really turning it around was learning about the five element personality types because I, I found out that he was clearly a water type. And I found out as a mom, I'm also a water type mom. Okay. So um, so for him, sometimes the water types, they can be delayed. It doesn't mean that they're, um, that they're, they're not smart or, you know, they're never going to make the milestones, but they could just be delayed by a year or more. And so, you know, that's when everything really came together. And once I started putting everything together for him, um, you know, realizing what activities he would be good at versus not, you know, it just explained so many things. Like it explained why I would take him to the playground and, you know, he would want to play with kids, you know, his age, but they didn't want to play with him. But yet when he was around younger kids, you know, they, you know, they wanted to play with him. They were fine with it. And um, explained why uh, when he was um, in like a little soccer you know, little soccer class, he would just daydream and just get nothing out of it. You know, it was yeah. just painful to even watch those things. Um, so yeah, I realized, okay, well, soccer is obviously not the right sport for a water kid. So yeah. what I ended up doing, I took him to um, a rock climbing gym, indoor rock climbing gym. And, you know, cause rock climbing, it's just you on the wall. You don't have to be aggressive. In fact, rock climbing is very contemplative and meditative. So it's perfect for a water child. So I took him to the rock climbing gym and he just went up like, you know, like he had done it 10 million times before. I mean, he was a natural. And um, he really started saying like, I want to go, I want to go. Like every day I took him to the rock climbing gym. Um, and then eventually he became somewhat of a celebrity there. Like not just with the staff, but all the people there that were climbing, even the adults, they would come up to me and say, how old is he? 
I'd be like, well, he's five. You know, by the time he was five, I could take him there. So, well, he's five. Like, oh my God, how does he climb like that? Like, what vitamins does he take? Like they, people just really were interested and they treated him like a celebrity. And so he got all this confidence from that. And then he was talking more. You know, so I guess the main thing I realized, like, oh, my God, this is life changing. And I need to give this to other parents because once they figure out what their kids are good at, what they will excel at, and then not waste time and money on other activities, but just focus on what they're good at, they get more confidence. And then whatever it is that they were having trouble with, whether it's misbehavior or um, some sort of delay, you know, they're going to get better because yeah. of all the confidence when they do something that they're actually meant to do. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that it understanding them and who they are and what they're good at and putting them in that spot will will help them excel and give them that confidence. And I I ultimately I I, I think just the idea of saying to your kid or to anyone you're in a relationship with, I want to understand you better. I want to know you better. Um is is kind of the ultimate I love you. <laughs> right? It is. To, to yes. say to our kids yes. like, I'm gonna take the time and invest my time and energy to to understand how you think and what you react to and what you're good at is is really just telling them that we care and it's 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 intimacy. Um yeah, what do you think that what do you think that does for a kid? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, parents tend to you know, we're in the trenches all day. Sometimes we, you know, we'll blow up at the kids during the day or something or something. And then at the night we're like, oh, I love you. And, you know, it really, um, to a kid that doesn't mean much, you know, if you've been fighting with your kids all day and then at night you're tucking them in saying, oh, I love you so much. I love you doesn't really mean much. Okay. So it's like what you just said, the way you say, I love you is to understand your kids, to really make an effort to understand them. That's showing them that you love them. So you're not just saying, I love you. You're not just giving them candy and pizza and, you know, 10 toys for Christmas or whatever it is. It's really, really showing them that you care and showing that you're going to take the time to figure out who they are, what motivates them, what makes them happy, what doesn't make them happy, and really, really pay attention to all of that. That is what shows that you love them. So one time I had a client where um, her teenage daughter just refused to come downstairs for dinner. She just wanted to eat dinner in her room and it just made the mother crazy. And once I got the mother to, you know, I gave her a script, you know, to talk to her, her daughter about it, about her daughter was introverted. So she just couldn't stand like the family dinner every single night, you know, and she just didn't want to do it. So she would avoid them. But once the mom understood that the daughter was a water type, you know, and that she just needed to be understood, and I gave her a script for that, then sure enough, you know, the daughter started coming down for dinner more often. So, you know, again, it just, it, little changes in your behavior toward your kids, it really makes a huge shift in, in their behavior and the way that they uh, approach you. That's great. Well, last question for you. What's your, uh, what's your top advice for someone who wants to be a better dad, for someone out there who wants to grow as a dad? Well, I would say my top advice is to be open to trying a new approach to parenting. Um, it sounds simple, but it's really not. Um, I've worked with a lot of parents and, uh, you know, obviously when people seek out my help, you know, they do want to change what they're doing. 
Um, but I have to be honest with you. A lot of times it's the moms, you know, it's mostly the moms that seek me out. And sometimes, sometimes the dads are not so open to changing what they're doing. And so I end up just having, I end up having the video calls with just the mom and, you know, I, I help the moms and they're seeing results and they're just like, well, what do I do? And my husband still like, doesn't like, he's just doing what he wants to do and he won't change. And I'm like, just, I say, look, just keep doing what you're doing. You're modeling for your husband. Eventually he'll see, you know, but so that, that'd be my number one thing is just be open to a new approach and try to figure out what your five element type is, your partner's type, your kids types. And then, um, you can easily adjust your parenting. Again, if you're open to trying something new, you can adjust your parenting and your reactions to your kids on a daily basis. And that oftentimes will prevent um, the meltdowns in the first place. So you have a lot fewer meltdowns. Nice. So I love that. Be open to a new approach. I love yes. that. Yes. Um, cool. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much. And let me, and I know I said last question, but this is the real last question. Um, just tell us, <laughs> tell us where people can find you. You mentioned your online course, you mentioned, um, uh, but where, where do people, where do people find you? How do people contact you? Oh, okay. So, um, my website is the number five element parenting.com and then forward slash program. Okay, so that has my online program. Um, you can access it for lifetime access 24 um, seven. It's self-paced, so it's not like a class where you have to be at a certain time, listen to listen to you know audio. It's like 24 seven access, lifetime access. And um, also on my website, that's where the quizzes are as well. You mentioned how you took the personality quizzes. Um, and again, the online program right now it's on special. Normally it's 147, but right now it's $27. It's the number five elementparenting.com forward slash program. Awesome. So go take the quiz, see which element you are. Um, five elementparenting.com. Five as in the number five. Yes. F-I-V-E, fiveelementparenting.com. <laughs> Lindsay, thanks again. Um, I appreciate uh, your time you spent with Larissa and I, and I appreciate you uh, chatting with me today. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks.